Genesis chapter 24, verse 12 through verse 22. This is a word of the Lord that he gave me to release in our churches. And I believe by the permission of the Holy Ghost, he would have me to speak this in this house. And not just for this house, but for this region. Genesis chapter 24, verse 12. Thank you all so much. The verse 22. When you have it, say, I have the bread. I'll wait for the rest of you. Genesis chapter 24, verse 12 through verse 22. If you have it in your Bible or smart device, say, I have the bread. And he said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, I pray thee, send me good speed. Give me acceleration this day. And show kindness unto my master Abraham. Behold, I stand here by the well of water. And the daughters of the men of the city come out to draw water. Let it come to pass. That the damsel to whom I shall say, let down thy pitcher. I pray thee that I may drink. And she shall say, drink. And it will. And I will give thy camels drink also. Let the same be she that thou hast appointed for thy servant Isaac. And thereby shall I know that thou hast showed kindness unto my master. I'll stop there. And all of God's people said, amen. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Um, the truth is with our short attention span, oftentimes people only remember a thought. So in this moment, I'll give you some sort of summation of what I believe the Lord wants you to hear tonight. I want you to share it with the person beside you, and I want you to share it with vigor and energy. Make this announcement. Tell them the camels are coming. The camels are coming. I would wish because of what God is doing for you, you would have a better neighbor. Somebody that will be just excited about what God is doing for you, like what God is doing for them. And scream at them, ask them, did you hear what I said? Tell them, prepare, prepare, prepare. Why? Tell them, the camels, the camels are coming. The camels, the camels, the camels, the camels. The camels are coming. The camels are coming. The camels are coming. Um, the more I walk this thing out with God, uh, I've been saved since I was a child, but the more I walk this thing out with God, the more I realize that that thing that we say is a cliche really has greater depth than we could ever consider. And that's the fact that it's really not about you. In this generation, uh, and when I say this generation, I'm talking about all of us that are here. We have been affected by the Greco-hedonistic culture around us. Where we've become, in our minds, the center character and the main uh, protagonist of every story. Yes, we've become narcissistic. I mean, it's, it's in the fabric 
of the day we're living in. To the point, most of the friction and our ministries and oftentimes the root of some of our church splits, I mean plants, is because people would rather be number one at nothing than to be number two at something. Yes. And we have made it about, about us. But when you have a revelation that you're playing a small part, an important part, but still yet a small part of a greater picture, it makes you walk different. It makes you choose more wisely. I want you to encourage somebody beside you and tell them somebody's destiny is dependent on your obedience. Somebody's, somebody's destiny. If you be silent, somebody may die. But if you speak, somebody may live. Hallelujah. Hey, hallelujah. For in your tongue lies the power of life and death. I need you to scream at somebody, tell them, obey God and live. It's really bigger than us. Our likes, our preferences, our desires. We're part of a greater picture. And it's his story. We're supporting characters to God's desires that he's unveiling and unrobing to us day by day. Mm. I want you to consider tonight that God has postured you in this place to receive something, to receive a blessing. And, and I know we would shout off of a blessing, but hear me. Not just a blessing, but a transgenerational blessing. <sighs> I want you to consider that's why it's been so hard. That's why it's been so complicated. That's why the challenges have been so intense. Because of what's getting ready to come forth in your life is not just about you, but it's going to bless generations beyond you. I don't know what your family's last name is, but pass your family's last name down the road. Who, who your family's name? Now I'm going to give you a challenge. I want you to shout for everybody that got la your last name. Do it now. I said shout for the people, shout for your nieces and your nephews, shout for your children born and those that are not born yet because God says what I want to release to you is something transgenerational. Oh, glory be to God. And that's why sometimes when people see you dancing and praising God and, and screaming like you, this is more than I need a rent payment. It's more than, hallelujah, that I'm looking for a new car. I'm praising God because for some of us, we're the only one in our families that are in church. For some of us, we're the only males in our household that's saved. And some of us realize if we don't stand in the gap, we may lose a generation to the enemy. But I need somebody with vigor and apostolic authority they would get up on your feet and declare I refuse to lose another family member to the devil hallelujah uh, I'm drawing a line in the sand so when you see me shouting I'm not just shouting for me God is releasing to me a transgenerational blessing something that's going to come on my children and my children's children somebody shout transgenerational 
Y'all be seated. And he is the God of Abraham. God bless you, Dr. Flake. God bless you. And he's the God of Abraham. He's the God of Isaac. And he is the God of Jacob. As I quickly come to my text tonight, we understand that, that the patriarch of our faith, Abram, who would become Abraham, is often labeled in the scriptures as the father of faith, which depends on what chapter, what page you read about him, that could come off as a strong contradiction. And the truth is, we're all surviving our own contradictions. <sighs> Help me, Lord. Hallelujah. I, I, I'm saved and I know I'm saved most of the time. Mm. Yes, uh, yes, I, I, I got, I'm a person of great faith when it comes to having faith for you. Lord, I believe. But help thou my unbelief. Look at your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, I'm surviving my own contradiction. That's why all of y'all are like to sit around and gossip about everybody. You got to be careful who you gossiping to because you don't know what battles the person you're talking to is fighting. We all got contradictions that we're dealing with. Yes, we're prophetic people. We are prophets. But you be honest with me, prophetic people. Oftentimes you can see what God is doing for everybody else, but you struggle to defend find what's next for you hallelujah I need you to scream at somebody tell them I've never been here before not only have I never been here before I didn't expect to be dealing with what I'm dealing with right now hallelujah there's some things y'all just give me one section to preach to it I'll let the rest of them uh, take a nap but I, I, I've never been here before I'm at a Joshua chapter 3 and verse 5 season of my life where I've never passed I've never passed this way before I expected to be somewhere different in my life oh y'all be honest with me than I am right now some of us expect to be married by now some of us expected to have graduated by now and what we're looking at looks nothing like what God said Abram you're going to be a father of many nations but now you're looking at a fact that you don't have one uh, a contradiction a seeming contradiction and then Abraham is dealing with his own contradiction of being a father of faith. Anytime what God says about you and what you say about yourself comes into conflict, tell somebody, go with God. And I pray, David, that this next season will prove to you that everything God said about you was right. I, I pray that this next season you walk in 
will be a season where God reminds you. What do you mean? See, some of you in this room, you want somebody to call you out and give you a new word. But there's another group of us in here. We don't need no one to call us out and give us another message about what God is going to do. Because the truth is, if God does what he said he's already going to do, I would be in a good place. Hallelujah. But I need about a hundred people in here without the assistance of music to open up your mouth and praise him because the promise still stands it looks crazy it looks off hallelujah but one thing i know about god he's not a man hallelujah that he should lie neither the son of man that he should repent somebody scream look for it mm. and god at the promise of the word the word of god hits the dead loins of Abraham stirs his seed that brings alive the barren womb of Sarah that brings forth a laughter and Isaac where God will bring you into a place of your life where what used to make you cry will cause you to laugh Hmm. your reference point for pain will turn into a reference point for praise mm. the Bible says Isaac is growing and the time has come now that we must find Isaac a wife now arranged marriage is more popular in eastern culture than it is in our western communities we couldn't even imagine, and many of us could not even consider allowing our parents to choose our spouses. <laughs> As you saw on the video tonight, we have ministries across India in Andhra Pradesh and Telaganda and different parts of India where we do ministry in partnership. And oftentimes, our curiosity always asks them, how do you feel, uh, how do you express yourself or what is your idea on your parents choosing your spouse? Oftentimes they will tell us, well, we have trusted our parents in every major decision in our lives up to this point. And so we're open for them to choose in this decision. Ah, no, we could never imagine that. Although we keep choosing wrongly often, we couldn't help imagine. <laughs> when I was growing up in the church, even if you chose someone to marry, you went to your pastor and asked your pastor for a blessing. Y'all call that cult. But I'm going to tell you something. The Bible says there is safety in a multitude of counselors. Um... Eastern culture has taught us something when it comes to arranged marriages. And that's the fact that you don't marry for your personal desire, but you marry for the legacy of the family. <sighs> that any divine connection or any decision you make would strongly impact generations. Somebody say transgenerational. And so then, Abraham has the assignment of choosing 
a wife for his promised son, Isaac. And he takes Eleazar, his servant, and he says, get out from among here and go to the land, our homeland, and find a spouse for Isaac. Glory be to God. Eleazar could have taken offense to this because Eleazar had been like a son to Abraham. And oftentimes, we take offense because somebody else was chosen when the truth is somebody else being chosen is not my rejection. We used to say it like this, Stacia, what God has for me, it is for me. My prayer is that God would bring the church to a mature place where we can praise God for one another without saying I'm next. Because the truth is, I may not ever be next to do what God has called you to do. I need you to tell somebody, I want to see you blessed. I'm talking about, I don't have no motives. I don't have no ulterior motives. I want to see you blessed. I don't even have to be a member of your church to celebrate your church. Look at y'all, that was a weak clap. Hallelujah. I know some of y'all, some of you can't celebrate it as, if it ain't your pastor, but I want to see every pastor blessed. I want to see every leader prosper. You ain't got to be a part of my organization, my reformation, my fraternity, or my sorority. I, want, I believe that what God is going to do in the earth is bigger than our denomination. Some of y'all ain't got title men here. I just want to be in the move of God. I'm not willing to keep doing church without experiencing God wherever God is that's where I want to be I want you to clap your hands as fast as you can for what God is doing in the earth I know some of y'all got some qualms about the church and says I'm over church I'm spiritual but let me tell you something everything that's spiritual is not godly you better stay in the church I need you to touch three people tell them stay in the church whatever you do because the Bible says upon this rock I'm going to build my church and the of hell shall not prevail when he comes back he ain't coming back for you but he's coming back for the church hallelujah I need somebody to scream stay in the church got a revelation Eliezer doesn't get trapped in offense because he realizes hallelujah that this assignment is bigger than he is and the Bible says he's given the assignment, hear me, and he prays about it. I says he's given the assignment and he prays about it. We're living in the hour of the church where people are consistently running to bishops and pastors with the request, teach me how to preach. People are calling themselves sons and daughters to several different men and women. Signing up for conferences saying, teach me how to prophesy. They'll walk up to you after you play and say, hey doc, I like your chords. Teach me how to play. But the cry of the disciples is not teach me how to preach. It's not teach me how to prophesy. 
It's not teach me how to play, but teach me how to pray. We got people who got prayer CDs and prayer conferences without a prayer life. But I need you to look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, you know, you got to know how to pray through. This hour we're living in, you're going to be depleted. This hour you're living in, you're going to be drained because the warfare is strong. But those who have a prayer life, hallelujah, those who know how to hold on to the horns of the altar are the only ones that are going to survive. See, some of you too bougie to get a blessing. But look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, I know how to pray. See, not just how to pray too. You got to know how to pray through. You got to know how to pray until the tears come. You got to know how to pray until you forget about the people around you. You got to know how to bend your knees and fall on your face and, and pray. And pray. He prayed about his assignment and Pastor Marissa, I know people sometimes can call us legalistic because of some of our, turn my monitors up please if you will, because of some of our cultural norms. Uh, and I know we have transitioned in church where some of the things of the old church we don't uh, ascribe to anymore. But one thing I do remember about the sanctified church is that you never walked up on the platform without praying. But now we're living in an hour where people come in late and still walk up and grab a microphone as though, oh, y'all not saying nothing to me in here. How is it that we got preachers that skip prayer service? My God. We got people who got a word from the Lord but ain't spent no time with the Lord. Hallelujah. I can't trust your prophetic if you don't have a prayer life. Look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, pray about the assignment. Just because somebody wants you to serve in a place don't mean it's your assignment. Pray about it. Because every good idea is not a God idea. Tell your neighbor, I got to pray about it. I got to pray. You can call me spooky if you want to. You can call me spiritual if you want to. But I'm at a place in my life where I only have enough grace on my life for the assignment that God has called me to. He prayed. He prayed about it. And he said, Lord, I'm sitting at this well. Ooh, I'm sitting at this well. I'm sitting at this well. Sitting at the well where the daughters of this city come to draw water. Uh, and I have the assignment of finding a wife for Isaac. So, Lord, I'm putting a litmus test out. Fix it. That the one you have for Isaac will not only grant me water. <laughs> that they will not only try to refresh me, but they'll offer water to what I'm riding on. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, Lord, I need a, I need a sign. I need a sign that I'm going in the right direction. See, I don't mind suffering as long as I know I'm in the will of God. Because there's some of us in here, if we just be honest, we don't have any more time to waste. Give me a good section. Y'all got these hats on. I appreciate y'all. I need you to look at your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, I ain't got no more time to waste. 
some people are okay with going around being stimulated and having good stimulated moments but I need more than stimulation I'm desperate to produce in my life my God I've been in church too long I need you to touch three people tell them I need to see something I I need to see I've been hearing y'all I've been hearing y'all talk about what God will do I'm at a place in my life where I want to walk in what God said I need a sign that I haven't missed my moment. I need a sign that I'm still in the right place. And I'm talking tonight to a Thomas generation. Um, I'm talking to a Thomas generation. I know you always want me to be Peter. I know you want me to be Matthew and John the beloved. But the truth is some of us are Thomas. It's not that we don't believe we're struggling in our faith because there are some things that were spoken and there were some things that were prophesied and there were some things we prayed for and what we're looking at looks nothing like that. And it begins to make us wonder, did I hear what I thought I heard? I need a sign. I know I, know I should be a little bit more spiritual than that. But the truth is, you don't know what I saw, my God. You judging Thomas because Thomas says, I won't believe it unless I touch the wounds in his hand. But you, before you judge Thomas, you got to know what Thomas saw. Some of us watched our parents get divorced. Some of us watched some saints, they were faithful in church, they no longer go to church. Some of us watched the failures of people we depended on now scream at somebody tell them I need to see something before I invest any more money before I invest any more energy before I go any further I need to see something and the early I said God give me a sign because I don't want to choose wrong I don't I said I don't want to choose I don't want to choose wrong because the truth is I have the potential to choose wrongly so this next move I make I need to be led by the spirit oh glory be to God I need to I need a word from the Lord I I need a I need a sign because the truth is hallelujah one one wrong exit in Washington DC can set you off for 30 to 45 minutes be in New York and take the wrong bridge if you want to hallelujah you'll end up you'll be trying to go one place and you end up in another bureau look at your neighbor tell you no neighbor neighbor no more wasted time I need to choose I need to choose rightly don't tell me to follow my heart Don't tell me to follow my heart because I got here following my heart. See, y'all done made that romantic and y'all done made that pretty. Just follow your heart. The devil is a liar. Do not follow your heart. The Bible says your heart is wicked. Your heart is deceitful. Follow God. Tell your neighbor, don't follow your heart. Follow God. Uh, and the Bible declares he says, give me a son. Let it be a woman that would not just serve me, but serve my camels. Huh. And here's Becky. I'm sorry. 
Coming to the well as she always does. But today is different. See, see, so many of us, we come strong. I really pray for our worship leaders now. I really do. I really, I intercede. And I often tell worship leaders, you can't force people to do what they don't desire to do. To the point, worship now has become a, a, a pep rally. Well, you have to say, come on, clap your hands. Come on, open up your mouth. Simon said, turn around. Simon said, sit down. And to the point, some worship leaders become almost abusive. Some of y'all, all right, calm down, calm down. Calm down. All you can do is lead people into worship. And you can only lead people where they want to go. And the challenge is, we have so many people who come to church out of form, out of, out of fashion. And y'all look cute in here tonight. Look at y'all with your dresses and suits on. Look at you. But I hope you came for more than your opportunity to stroll to the offering basket. It's possible to do church on autopilot. No expectation. Hallelujah. Just going through the motion. We already know what's going to happen at this time and what's going to happen at that time. And we know who's going to sing and we know what they're going to preach. And to the point, we come with no anticipation. Not knowing this visit to the whale could be different. <sighs> Hallelujah. That, that one more visit to the whale shift the trajectory of your life my god i need you to send the word down your road tell them tonight is different tonight because the truth is most of us were not looking just for another church service and if we were going to do just another church service we could have went on to the house but i need you to scream at somebody tell them god is going to do something fresh tell them god is going to do something new Tell him, and God is going to do something different. I need somebody to open up your mouth and, and release a shout in the room. What? Oh! I said shout for something fresh. Oh! And, uh, and so the Bible declares that when Rebecca comes to the well, as she always does, she offers refreshment to Eleazar which is not out of character for the culture because the culture of the Hebrews is declared in the law in the Torah that any stranger or sojourner comes across your path it is only right for you to offer them something to drink but Rebecca does something different she not only offers water to him but she also offers water to his to his camels my lord hallelujah and I want to say this in this room forgive yourself for being a forgiving person stop being mad at yourself 
because you get over stuff quickly. Hmm. Stop looking at forgiving people as a weakness. I know some people say, I don't know why you keep speaking to her. If I was you, I wouldn't speak to her. Well, you know what? God just did this to me. I can't take the credit for it. I don't hold nothing against anybody. Life is too short. I need you to look at your neighbor. If it's your testimony, tell your neighbor, it's just who God made me. Trust me, I tried to act different. I tried not to speak, but that's not who I am. I want to live to you. God fixed you this way because of the camels that are coming and so many of you are so mad at your past that you're about to miss out on your future but i need you to jump out of your seat and scream at somebody tell them the camels are coming the camels are the camels are coming the camels are coming oh don't 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 get so bitter don't get so bitter that you're not postured to serve who God sends. Don't get so bitter because you, you being bitter is like you drinking poison but waiting for them to die. It don't work for you. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, bitterness don't look good on me. Whew. How people handle you is a reflection of them. But how I handle them is a reflection of me. And many of us have found ourselves being frustrated because we give people chances. <sighs> Mad at ourselves because we're nice to people who hope we fail. But Eliezer is standing there, and not only is Rebecca serving him, but she's serving the camels. Uh, why is this so significant? Because many of you will be nice to bishops and nasty to their armor bearers. But your character is reflective. And how you handle people who seemingly have nothing to give you. I know you say you got the Holy Ghost, but I don't want to hear your tongues if you got a nasty spirit. She is giving water, my God, to animals who can't say thank you. They don't even have the capacity. No, I'm trying to get y'all to get this revelation. God will call you to serve people who don't have the capacity, hallelujah, to give back to you. Hallelujah. And this is not convenient. Hear me, hear me, church. It's not convenient because many people want to do this, but they want to do it out of their convenience. But you haven't been called by God until you've been inconvenienced by God. My God. Glory be to God. This is not convenient. If she's coming to the well, she's coming for water. And she's coming for water for herself. For her house. And how much time 
is she going to lose serving somebody else's vision my god how much time is she gonna lose helping somebody else but i need because i evidently ain't preaching to everybody but somebody i'm preaching to i want you to grab them and look at them in their face and tell them there's no time wasted in god there is no time wasted in god as a matter of fact some of you are afraid of serving certain people in your life because you consider that those people that you're serving today may leave you tonight and the truth is they just may but God will fix it that you can sow in one and reap in another you can sow in one place and reap in another place be not deceived God is not mocked whatever man soweth that shall he also reap I want you to look at somebody and tell them, did you hear what I said? The camels are coming. I know everybody want to shout for the blessing. But you'll never receive the blessing if you neglect serving the camels. Hallelujah. Tonight, my testimony to you is not that God is getting ready to give you a miracle. But God is getting ready to give you an opportunity. And it's how you handle the opportunity that's going to determine what kind of miracle you're going to receive. I need you to grab your neighbor by the hand and say, oh, neighbor, for all the years of serving, I got good news for you. Camels are coming. Camels of promise. Camels of destiny. Camels of legacy. Ah, Rebecca, she kept serving even when it didn't feel good. She kept serving even when the water was heavy. Because I'm not talking about one camel. I'm talking about ten camels. And the Bible says she came up to water them. In other words, she had to go down to the water. And she had to climb the hill. I need you to pull on your neighbor and tell him, keep on climbing. It gets heavy sometimes. But keep on climbing. They may not recognize you. But keep on climbing. They'll promote others around you. But whatever you do. I need a sanctified storefront church. Shout whatever you do. Keep on climbing. Serve the camels. Because the camels are connected to the owner. My, my God. I said the camels are connected to a man by the name of Abraham. And Abraham is a rich man. Hallelujah. And many of you are waiting for God to open up a door. And the door is right in front of you. And I need somebody by faith to just get up and make a step and shout new doors are opening for me. New doors are opening for me. I am persuaded that there's a great door that's opening for me. Much opposition, but it's a great door. Many challenges, but it's a great door. Sick in my body, but it's a great door. Gossipers around me, but scream at somebody and tell them it's a great door. I'll keep on serving. 
Even with questions, I'll keep on serving God. Even with issues, I'll keep on serving God. Because when I was growing up, they used to sing a song that says, Serving the Lord, we will pay off after a while. Run to somebody and say, Keep serving when you feel like it. Keep serving. When you don't feel like it, I, I, I feel in my spirit that there's an opportunity that's about to come. But I need you to get the seven people up and say, prepare, 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 prepare. It's coming, it's coming. You've got to be ready. Prepare yourself for the door. Prepare yourself for the opportunity. He said, enlarge the place of your tent. Strengthen your cords. Establish your stake. See, oh barren woman that did it not give birth. Shavet. Shavet. Somebody shout Shavet. Oh, Travel, the camels are coming. Push somebody, tell them it's coming, it's coming. It's coming, it's, it's coming. God has given me an opportunity to travel all over this world. I've been to London, sir, and I've seen the Parliament building and Big Ben and London Bridge. I've been to Beijing, I've been to Mongolia, all through Central America, El Salvador, with the South America, stood in the midst of Brazil, been down to India, from Telaganda, all the way to Kerala. I've been a lot of places, and I've seen a lot of things, but all of my life, there's one thing, only one thing I've never seen. I've never seen the righteous, the righteous are saying, no, no, his seed, beg it, pray, get out of your seed and tell somebody, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. The camels, the camels, the camels, the camels are coming, the camels are coming. The camels, the camels are. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you to prepare. But one way I'm telling you to prepare is not to be somebody else, but fight to stay who you are. I feel that I need to say this in the Holy Ghost in this room. It won't, be ma- it, w- it won't be major for the masses, but I need you to lay hands on somebody so to tell them, keep your heart pure. Keep your, keep, keep your heart pure. Because those who are trying to destroy you today, If you keep your heart pure, God will be able to trust you to feed them tomorrow.
Because somebody who has a heart after God, they don't want to see their enemies punished. They want to see their enemies converted. Look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, you got to fight through it. You got to fight. Because when people try to destroy your life with a lie, will you have the potential to destroy them with the truth? It's hard. Juwan, it becomes complicated. You don't, you, ain't, you don't have the Holy Ghost just because you speak in tongues. You, you got the Holy Ghost because they making subliminal messages. And you were typing a status for everybody. And then the Holy Ghost said, delete, 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 delete. If it's your testimony, look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, God had to shut my mouth to save my future. I mean, he says, shut up. God told me to go in this meeting and say nothing. God said, you go into this, don't say nothing. And I look back now and I said, thank you. Because I was trying to get revenge when God wanted me to have recompense. wanted revenge and he wanted to give me a reward and I'm speaking in this room some of you you're getting ready to come into something just because you didn't react because if I would have reacted now I responded but if I would have reacted it would have been a whole nother ball game. It would have been, oh my, no, 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 yes. But I kept my mouth closed and I kept serving. Hallelujah. And I come to tell you, that's got to count for something. I, I didn't do everything right, but the mere fact I kept serving, that's got to count. That's got to count for, that's got to count for something. That's got to count for something. That's got to count. It's got all over That's home on your son. Somebody lift your hands and say, Lord, do it for the saints. Lord, do it for the saints. Lord, do it for the saints. Tonight, revival is not for the sinner, and revival is not for the weak. Revival is for the strong. Because even strong people need strength. And I know it may have sounded like uh, I was attacking you when I said some people do church on autopilot. Please, I hope you don't think I was attacking you. Because the truth is, I get it. Sometimes serving others and doing ministry is on autopilot because you're in survival mode. And when, it, when times you come off and it looks like you don't care, it's not that I don't want to care. It's, it's because I don't know if I can afford it. What do you mean? Because feeling is costly. And some of us haven't recovered 
from the last person we gave access to. People are like, you're not open, you're not open. Well, right now, this is about all you're going to get. Because I may not be bleeding, but I can still be sore. But I'm not like them. I know. And I know you said you got my back, but that's what they said. And your words of affirmation is triggering. And I want to be open. I want to be vulnerable. And so the revival is, is, is for you. I want you to be uh, not just here. I want you to be present. That's why I hear the Lord is saying some of us are just going through this season just with blinders on. And if you do that, I'm not saying you won't make it to the other side, but you actually may miss something that's necessary for the next, for the next season. So what I want to pray over you tonight I'm not going to pray, oh God, give them a blessing. No, the blessing is connected to the camels. I'm going to pray something for you that I thought that was unnecessary growing up. Or maybe it was unnecessary to me because I didn't understand it. I grew up in the Canaan Church, a little hole in this church. And we used to have testimony service. <laughs> And at the end of that testimony, they'll say, all of you that know the words of prayer, pray my strength in the Lord. I'm like, now what that mean? I get it now. Because some of us, we are walking out assignments that we would have never chose for ourselves. And so when people say, oh, Bishop, you're doing good. We see what you're doing. You know what I, well, you know how I respond? I, I maybe should say thank you. I may should say, oh, I appreciate it. But automatically, it comes out of my mouth, pray for me. Because it can be everything that God said, but it don't feel the way you thought it was going to feel. I want you to lay hands on somebody's shoulder and be honest with me. Tell them, it's good, but it's heavy. I got a beautiful life, but it costs me. You don't know what I paid to get here and the payments I'm still making. And the truth is, I'm speaking in this room to a group of people that you have quit more times in your head than you've ever been able to do with your body. Many of you have rehearsed your resignation. And the issue is, if I quit, the only thing that's keeping some of us from quitting, because if I quit, what will they do? There's sometimes the obligation that somebody else is dependent on you will make you keep. Oh, here's another camel. Here's another camel. So what I want to do tonight... I want to pray for your strength. Whoo!
now some of us are from different churches and I don't want you to be invasive but if there's somebody near you that you trust or somebody you know or if you're by yourself and you're open for somebody to pray for you will you just put your hands or your arms around somebody and I want us to just pray corporately in this room whoo sucking wind huh Elijah, I know you want to quit. But I'm feeding you because the journey in front of you is too great. Somebody say, live Elijah. Woo. Keep serving Rebecca. <sighs> live Elijah. Keep serving Rebecca. All over this place, I want you to open up your mouth and begin to pray now. Lord Jesus, I pray strength to my brother's strength. I pray strength to my sister's strength. Lord, the battles that they are fighting that they don't talk about. Hey, whoo. The battles that they fight that they don't talk about strength for their strength get up under them on every leaning side come on begin to pray in the Holy Ghost Lord I'm asking you in the name of Jesus to touch their mind for somebody in this room has have been mentally exhausted going back and forth mentally exhausted rehearsing things that were done and rehearsing things that were said Lord if I'm going to keep doing this I need your strength if I'm going to keep serving I need your strength I can't do it without you hey, I can't do it without you I can't do it they're looking at me God but I'm depending on you they're looking at me, God, but I'm dependent on you. I've never been here before. Come on, I need y'all to pray. Come on. I've never been here before. I've never, I've never been here before. Who, am, who can I talk to? Who can I be vulnerable with? Lord, I need your strength. My children are dependent on you. My spouse is dependent on me. The ministry is dependent on me. Lord! Come on, open up your mouth, saints. Lord, I need your strip of my Hey, this is Bishop S.Y. Younger. Thank you for watching this video. And now what I need you to do is like and subscribe to this YouTube channel so you can continue to get more inspirational, motivational, and gospel content in your direction.